We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. One, two, three, let's go. Right back at it. Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to AM. Three more hours. At least we were able to smoke the first two hours talking about Kevin Durant and where he lands in the top 15 players of all time. Moving on from that, man. Uh, the Cy Young Award has been announced on both sides. That just happened within the last hour or so. Obviously, I think we've known now for a couple of months who the guys are going to be. I think by... September, everyone pretty much knew who was going to win in the AL and the NL. So you just heard Marco drop that info. Sandy Alcantara from Miami is your NL Cy Young winner. The third Dominican-born player all time. And Justin Verlander. I think this is his third Cy Young. How many Cy Youngs do... I think it's his third. How many Cy Youngs? Excuse me. How many Cy Youngs does Justin Verlander have? And uh, he wins again, and he gave credit to his wife and his daughter. He's got a few. Justin Verlander Cy Young Awards. So he's got—this can't be right. Hmm. His third. Yeah, this is his third. I'm like— you, when you Google that, they give you 2019, 2016, 2018, 2011, 2021. This is his third. He isn't at five. I was just like, that seems crazy. So congrats to Justin Verlander. I know there's conversation around Justin Verlander wanting a Max Scherzer-like deal. I don't know exactly who's going to give him that. I know it's not going to be the Astros. I mean, they don't they don't do that. They may bring him back. He may end up going back there. I'm hoping the Yankees don't try and give him a big deal like that. He's 39 going on 40. Who knows? But he just won a World Series, won a Cy Young. Maybe he doesn't want to go back to Houston. Somebody will get him. And after Tommy John with his new arm, he was dominant all year. He had a little slip up in the World Series, but then he came back and uh, redeemed himself. Justin Verlander, I don't know where you're going to land. I am not interested as a Yankees fan. I don't want to see the Yankees add a 39-year-old to this rotation and then pay him as much as they're paying Garrett Cole. I think there are other ways, there are other options. Now, in my opening, I mentioned that Anthony Rizzo met with the media and that Anthony Rizzo is back, and I just love how quickly the Yankees got that done after we got reports of the Houston Astros made him their number one target because they're losing Yuli Gurriel and Trey Mancini, whatever. I feel like the Yankees were already on that, and then that Ken Rosenthal 
rumor came out maybe to try and drive the price up last minute. Who knows? But either way, the Yankees re-signed their guy, 17 million a year, two years with an option for the third, 34 million. And uh, I like how he spoke today. I like how he talked about wanting to be a Yankee, loving being a Yankee. And that's that's half the battle, right? And I love that he came out and did that after we heard like multiple Yankees players talked about how brutal it was playing for the Yankees in front of their fans. And, oh, the fans booed us. I said Rizzo is the type of guy that handles the fans, handles the media. Right away, the pinstripes weren't heavy for him. So good move for the Yanks. And my question for Yankees fans is what's next? Without Judge. Obviously, we would love Judge to be next. But what's the next move you're hoping to see? Trades are being made. We've already seen G-Man Choi get traded from Tampa to Pittsburgh. They got him out of the AL East. And then today... Teoscar Hernandez was traded from the Blue Jays to the Mariners. They got him out of the AL East. Both those guys have hit home runs and done some damage against the Yankees, so it's good to see them get out of the way. Let's go to Ted and Bellrose on the fan. What's up, Ted? Keith, it's all good, man. Very nice NBA doubleheader on ESPN tonight. So Yeah, I'm watching uh, Boston versus Atlanta in here right now. Exactly. And since you're doing the marathon show, and I figured, you know, I'll chime in. I haven't spoken to you since your first week. And uh, you know what? Keep keep it going, man. The groove, the, you're grooving and smoothing and all that good stuff. I got Thank a you. couple of points for it. Got Go a couple it. of points. You got it. N- number one, since you're a big-time Yankee fan, and I'm going to relate this to what Christian Ronaldo said the other day about Manchester United, not enough if you're a soccer fan or not, but I expect you, starting next week, uh, you're going to be taking calls on uh, a lot of soccer fanatics who are really geared up for this World Cup, so just uh, be prepared, okay? Yeah, I'm ready to go. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty honest, and uh, I'm not a soccer guy. I don't think, you know, people be surprised if I'm like, hey, I don't know any of these guys playing in the World Cup, but I'll be watching, but either way, go for go. it. There you go. Well, anyway, and, and congrats to uh, the borough of Queens today for approve, you know, for uh, making a twenty-five thousand seat stadium a reality in Flushing Meadow, man. So that was that was great news. Great news. Um, number one, the Yankees. I'm tying into Ronaldo because he claims that the team that he's being employed by is in it for the marketing and the money and not for the championships. And I found it to be very fascinating because LeBron James happens to be an investor on on that team. And I'm thinking to myself, there are other big-time NBA players who have invested the same way Giannis has got a 5% interest in the Milwaukee Brewers, same way Aaron Rodgers has a 5% interest in the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I find that some teams just look at the bottom line the same way you look at the stock market. Some of these companies, all they care about is making sure they're able to pay out their shareholders. As long as the money's coming in, it doesn't matter. With the same thing, you know, sports, again, and I think the Yankees have lost that perspective on what they used to be and what they are now. You can disagree with me or agree with me if you want. Because they know they're filling up Yankee Stadium. They get $4 million every year. Money's coming in. The network's doing very, very well. 
Okay, that's my first point. So I think it's marketing is dictating the championship success aspect on the field. Okay. And number two, I would take Kevin Durant off that list that you guys were talking about before, and I would substitute Tim Duncan, who's a far more superior player on both sides of the floor. Unfortunately, KD, as much as I like him, he's only a one-dimensional player. You agree with me there or not? Uh, Not really, but thank you for the call, Ted. I'll take KD over Tim Duncan 10 times out of 10. Who would you rather watch, Kevin Durant or Tim Duncan? Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, big fundamentals. I know he's got five rings with the Spurs, but come on, where has Tim Duncan been? Nobody talks about Tim Duncan like... Kevin Durant all time when it's all said and done. There, you don't even see people walking around with Tim Duncan jerseys. When it's all said and done, there's going to be seven jerseys all around this city. Even if he gets traded, these young kids love Kevin Durant. Tim Duncan, uh-uh. If it's, if, again, so we, we had someone say David Robinson, and we just had someone say Tim Duncan. If I'm picking a basketball team and I have the first pick and it's between KD or Robinson, I'm taking KD. If it's between KD and... And Duncan, I'm taking KD. I watched all of them play. I'm taking KD, bros. And uh, those guys also played in a little different era. Duncan ended his time when KD was starting to come in the league. KD played in that era and this era, and he's still been dominant. He's been dominant every year. I understand people don't want to give KD his flowers, and that's all I've been doing. And I think that was the last call that was going to reference KD. Now back to what he said before that. The marketing aspect, right? So I did catch that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo comment about the Manchester United owners don't care about the club. So Cristiano Ronaldo said that he believes the Glazer family, which owns Manchester United, sees the team as a marketing club and that they don't care about football, soccer. The comments came during an explosive interview that first aired on Sunday in which Ronaldo told Piers Morgan that he felt betrayed by Man United and had no respect for first-year manager Eric Ten Hag. The Glazers, they don't care about the club or professional sport. Manchester United is a marketing club. I want the best for the club. This is why I came to Manchester United and why I love the club. But you have some things inside that don't help us reach the top level. As Manchester, Liverpool, and now Arsenal, a club with this dimension should be top of the tree, in my opinion, and they are not, unfortunately. So there are parallels there. And uh, didn't the Yankees get in on AC Milan this year? And don't the Yankees also own a part of NYCFC? I think the Yankees, in the last few years, especially with no one being allowed in the stadium in 2020, we've heard them kind of uh, give us a, a little bit of thought about, you know, how they view things, right? They talked about how much they took a hit, and they used that as a reason for not being able to spend on free agents. I think I had a show where I said in 2014 the Yankees were worth 2.5 billion. Now they're worth six, maybe seven. I know definitely six billion, and they do spend, but they're not the top team as far as payroll. They do spend, but they're not trying to go over that luxury tax. I don't know. I think that there are two things with the Yankees. I think that the Yankees, looking at this past season, I was there. I was at 40, 50 games this year. They were packed. You add the Aaron Judge home run race on at the end, they they finish strong. If they were able to win a game or two in the ALCS, 
I don't know, maybe they would have had that place rocking for three games in October uh, besides the, the, the games they played against the Guardians. I don't think that the Yankees have gone into full marketing um, business and, you know, only worrying about the dollar amount and not worrying about championships because the players still talk about championships. And Hal Steinbrenner and Cashman, and they, they, they don't shy away from the fact that these are the 27-time champs and they got to get back to another championship. But there is something to be said about them kind of being content and not going for it. I said yesterday when I heard Hal Steinbrenner talk about, you know, I'm not going to get upset over people saying we're stagnant. And he was talking about being st- stagnant as far as like sports science and technology and analytics and advancements and what they can do like that. No, 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 no. How? They're saying you're stagnant in your approach of being fiscally responsible. You're stagnant in your approach of, oh, we don't do the big contract anymore. We don't go land the big fish. We don't sign the big free agents. We're going to do it a different way. We're going to try to trade. Cashman's going to try and find us bargain bin guys, right? Over the last few years, it was find a Gio Urshela for nothing. Find a Luke Voigt for nothing. Find a Rugnet Odor for nothing. Change his position and roll him out there at third base. You understand what I'm saying, right? Like, the Yankees have not completely gone for it. And even in this past offseason, the big move of the offseason was one of the worst moves they've made in recent history. IKF and Donaldson for Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. Okay, the addition by subtraction, great, getting Gary out of here. They were able to go make a trade for Jose Trevino. He wins a platinum glove. But Gio had a better year than Donaldson. And they took on $21 million of John Donaldson's contract. That's not smart spending. That's not sp- smart, like, budgeting. You you took on Donaldson hoping that he would be uh, closer to what he was at 35, and he aged into a 36-year-old version of himself that came up completely small at the plate uh, too many times where we needed him to be clutch. So if the Yankees were going for it instead and going out and signing the, the players they needed – the top free agents over the last few years, we've seen them pass on the Bryce Harpers and the Manny Machados, and there's always excuses right now. Like, how many opportunities did they have at Justin Verlander? I think three. Don't sign him now, right? Same way with Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole was the white whale. You end up overpaying Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole's a good pitcher. He showed us some ace-like stuff in October. Do I really think he's worth $324 million over nine years? I don't. But I hope that the Yankees do what Hal has kind of hinted at them being able to do, right? He said they got the money to sign Judge and make other moves. So go do it then. What's next? That's what I asked the Yankee fan tonight. What's next? What's the next move? They got to trade Donaldson, Hicks, Glaber. I don't think they're going to just cut ties with him. I don't think they're going to release him. Who do you expect to see in the infield? Is it Peraza and Volpe as Hal kind of alluded to as well? I don't know if he meant to say that, but he kind of alluded to those two young guys getting a shot to be in the middle infield together or or competing for one spot. Last night we talked about Volpe, and the rumors are that, you know, he's trying to strengthen his arm. He's trying to work on his arm strength. But maybe he just doesn't have a strong arm. So if he doesn't have a strong arm, I don't see him on the left side of the infield. Put him at second base. And then what do you do with Glaber? And then where does DJ go? I'm kind of looking at DJ as like, okay, I'd like to see DJ play third and them get Donaldson out of there, but maybe you got to platoon those guys. Donaldson's older. 
DJ is getting up there in age and he hasn't been healthy at the end of the year the last two years. How do you ensure that DJ is available in October? Can't play him every day. So maybe it's a combination of DJ and Donaldson at third, Peraza at short, Volpe at second, or Glaber at second. And then you know Rizzo's at first, solid there. You expect to see Judge back in right field, Bader in center field, in left field. I hope they don't try and make Oswaldo Cabrera an actual outfielder. But Benintendi is an option, and Mazataka Yoshida is a potential option, and I don't know, someone else out there they could trade for can't be Aaron Hicks. Absolutely can't be Aaron Hicks. So I'm asking you what's next, and here's what I think is next. It's, it's about who to get off the team. I don't know who they're going to be able to get via trade or free agency, but you got to get these three guys, in my opinion, up out of here. Josh Donaldson, Aaron Hicks, and IKF, and maybe even a fourth in, in Glaber Torres. Who knows? Keep McPherson on the fan. We'll keep it rolling. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the World Cup XFL, and I'm going to start sprinkling in some uh, thoughts and takes about the Jets and Giants. I know it's Wednesday, and we're going to do a Thursday football show and then football Friday, so it's tough to you know really jump in on the NFL, but uh, it's a five-hour show. We're about halfway through. We could talk about anything. Call me up, 877-337-6666. We're right back after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And we're back on the fan. Let's get into it now. Uh, <laughs> the first thing I wanted to do was play a clip from our guy, Mad Dog, Chris Russo. Let me see if I can find this clip. Uh, Jimmy Trania posted this on Twitter, and it just cracked me up. It's starting to get some attention. I think Andrew Marchand just retweeted it. But uh, listen to, you know, we're talking, we're about to get into some World Cup conversation. Listen to Dog talking about the uh, location of the World Cup. What's going on with the World Cup? Quatar, whatever you pronounce it, Quatar, Quatar, the size of Connecticut as a state. That is a absolute hellhole. But what is the difference with what is going on with the World Cup? Quatar, whatever you pronounce it, Quatar, Quatar, the size of Connecticut as a state. That is a absolute hellhole. All right, doggy. <laughs> uh, just walking into the booth, into the studio, is uh, Big Zuwap. Yo, what's good, baby? How we doing tonight, Keith? Awesome, always. Uh, watching basketball, trying to get off the basketball conversation with KD and all that. And so I made a 
quick left turn, a hard left, <laughs> to go talk about the World Cup and soccer. And, I, and I'll say this because this is what I was just telling you. Uh, I don't know too much about soccer. The most that I learned about soccer, I worked at Fubo TV in 2017-18, and Fubo was a streaming platform that brought, like, Champions League and yep. Bundesliga. They used to be and huge in the game of soccer. They brought, like, streaming over to America or something like that, right? They were one of the places that you could stream these um, European soccer leagues. So being around the guys that work there that love soccer, I learned a decent amount. And um, the World Cup came in 2018, and I think I ended up leaving there in May of 2018. So I didn't work there while they had the World Cup. But I was just saying to you, like, the World Cup is always fun. I remember 2006, um, partying, 2010, partying, 2014, partying, around the World Cup and the games. And we were talking about the World Cup that is coming up right now. It is spelled Q A. T-A-R, but it is not Kater. It is not <laughs> Quatar, dog. It is like a cut fastball. It's Cutter. Cutter is the host city. And as I'm Googling, Zeus started filling me in on stuff. And we won't get too deep into it, but there's a little bit of a controversy controversy around uh, this being the host city. And they decided that this would be the host city 12 years ago in 2010. Yep. And, bro, I mean, like, we were just going through it, man. I mean... I don't know how many people out there are familiar with the story going on with Qatar and everything around this World Cup. And I mean, listen, there's a lot of corruption in the world in general, but it is pretty crazy that everybody that was on the committee to award this World Cup to uh, Qatar, I would say Qatar, but everybody that was on that committee for FIFA, yeah, they're all fired or <laughs> they stepped down and resigned. They're all out of the game. Yep. And I mean, it has been proven because a lot of... Uh, a lot of different, hmm, I, I don't remember if it was the CIA or the FBI or if it was a joint thing, but they went into FIFA and investigated this entire corruption deal for Qatar, and that's how uh, everything came to where we are today. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg when you look at the controversies that they're dealing with and that you're not going to hear it necessarily from Fox, probably, at least not a lot, but what you're going to hear from a lot of newspapers a lot of other sports channels, your news channels, yeah. about this World Cup is going to be these controversies that are probably going to take the main stage with the players and with the fans for sure. So it starts Sunday, Cutter versus Ecuador, Sunday at 11 a.m. That is the group stage. And then the United States will be on Monday yes, sir. at 2 p.m., USA versus Wales. And, of course, we're all rooting for the United States, right? As we should be. I do know of Christian Pulsic. That's his name, right? Yep, the man from Hershey, PA. I actually... Uh, Pulisic. Yes, sir. Uh, and if you talk to British people, they'll call him Pulisic, but I think it's just Pulisic. But uh, one of the kids that lived in an apartment under me in college, his brother was best friends with Christian Pulisic growing up. And, and he was a prodigy young. They knew he was yep. going to be this. He said... He said, yo, my brother was like 13. This dude was his like best friend or one of his like, you know, group of like four. And he said they just pulled him right out of Hershey PA, took him over to Germany and said, Okay, now you're now you're playing soccer for Now real, I, for real. I do remember that. When he went over there, he played for uh, like a black and yellow team. Borussia like, Dortmund. Yes, Dortmund. They look like Batman colors. And he was a star there. And you rarely ever see that, right? An American mm -hmm. kid uh go overseas and play in Champions League or uh, Europa League or whatever it is. Trendsetter. 
He's different. He's only 24, but when you look at the United States team, I'm trying to think of, like, Tim Howard and Landon Ooh. Donovan. And uh, <laughs> I can't even remember some of the guys that were the main guys for the United States. This kid has a chance to, like, really be a star this year. Absolutely, bro. And, I mean, there's a lot of uh... – there's a lot of local flair for us in New York to this World Cup. I mean, Yunus Musa, who is, I believe, 19 still. He's from the Bronx, born in the Bronx. I've, he grew up in Europe because, obviously, he's a soccer player. And his parents weren't from here, so they moved back over to Europe. But he is from the Bronx. You got Gio Reyna, who is the son of Claudio Reyna. Used to be the captain of the U.S. men's national team. Played four World Cups. He is in this World Cup. He's 19. He is from... I believe Westchester County. And you also have Tim Weah, who is probably going to be the starting right winger. He is from Queens in Rosedale, where he played for nice. a so, nice, little, uh, nice little football team over in Rosedale. New York is represented, and usually with the World Cup, like if the United States advances, the bandwagon grows, oh, right? Yeah. More and more people come out of the woodwork. Like, oh, I'm watching, I'm paying attention, go USA. I, I, I hope that they do, but historically... They haven't been that great. Honestly, maybe one of the reasons why I'm not that into hockey or people or hockey, uh, <laughs> soccer, why I'm not that much into soccer or football is because it's not the same here, right? Yep. The no. world loves soccer. It's the number one sport globally. Absolutely. Yeah, no, for real, for real, bro. Like, I look around and I got into soccer a lot because my grandparents weren't from America. They were big, or my grandfather was a huge soccer fan. The kids I grew up around, a lot of, you know, huge soccer players that ended up going to play college and some professionally, you know, from my area to woods out in Queens. You know, it's uh, it's a little bit bigger for me, but I understand as I kind of grew up, okay, people aren't really into this yet. But it's starting to grow with the younger generation. Obviously, everybody's got a team they like. Everybody's got a player that they like. Everybody knows certain guys like Ronaldo, Messi, everything in between. It's one of those games where even if you don't know what's going on, you know what's going on. So when the World Cup comes around, you see Cristiano Ronaldo running out on the pitch. You're gonna you're gonna watch in. You're gonna tune in a little bit, even if the U.S. isn't quite where we want them to be. And this is gonna be a big World Cup for the U.S. Though we got we're hosting in 2026, so mm. we gotta we gotta get a little hype here. We gotta get that hype train going. A lot of young dudes who are gonna be part of this team for a while. So so yeah. Even, so when I'm saying Pulisic has a chance to be a star here, he's 24 in four years. He'll be 28. He'll be on that team. Yep. He'll be, probably be the captain, be in his prime. He's gonna be a big piece of the marketing around that World Cup. Him, probably Gio Reyna as well. Potentially Brendan Aronson, who's a kid from Philly, who's which isn't too far, but uh, he's a star over in the Premier League right now as well. So there's a there's a couple of dudes to look out for who. You know what? It might not necessarily be a quarterfinals or a semifinals, but there's going to be some fun games in the group stage. We get to play England on Black Friday, which is going to be awesome. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, obviously, there's a political rivalry, but we get to play Iran the following, uh, I believe it's Tuesday. So there's some good games to tune into there even if you're just kind of a casual fan of America. Yeah, and it sounds like the type of thing that you won't be able to ignore. You can't miss mm -mm. it. It's going to be everywhere. Here's a question before I let you go. Um, with MLS, MLS hasn't been around that long, but it's uh, gotten bigger. And then, you know, they, they've expanded and added more teams, like they added NYCFC. Are there players from major the major soccer league that are going to be playing in the World Cup? 
Yeah, there's actually a few guys from the MLS, including NYCFC goalkeeper Mr. Sean Johnson, who is going to be uh, on the team for the U.S. this season, uh, this season, this World Cup around, and he's a uh, he's a stud. I mean, I don't think he's necessarily going to start, and unfortunately, in soccer, in a short tournament, if you're not starting, you're probably not going to play very much unless there's an injury. But there's a chance that he gets out there and. You know what, there's a couple other MLS guys, Walker Zimmerman from Nashville, Aaron Long, who's uh, actually um, New York Red Bull. He's a defenseman over there, so he's going to be on this World Cup as well. Those two guys probably have a much better chance of getting some minutes, but in terms of where the U.S. program was 10 years ago to where it is now, there's a significantly smaller amount of MLS players on this team. Okay, interesting. Which is, uh, I mean, it just shows you where the respectability of the American game is worldwide. Whereas before, we've kind of always been viewed as a country that doesn't respect soccer. And right. The players we put out, they're mediocre at oh, best. Oh, if LeBron would have chose soccer. Yep, exactly. Oh, oh if, you know what I'm saying. Well, there are uh, probably people in England and Germany Tyreke, right now that are like, Imagine Tyreek Hill on a Ooh. soccer field. Put him out, put him out on the left wing right there. <laughs> just have him run past everybody, man. That would be I really do believe that, that to a degree, though, man. If you had some of our uh, some of our best athletes out there, I mean, yeah, you, know, you don't even have to put LeBron out in the field. Put him in net. The guy's yeah. six foot seven. He can up jump out of the gym. The goal. <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> awesome, ladies you know and gentlemen. Fun, man. This is Big Zoo. Big Zoo is the first producer that ever produced a show that I did at WFAN. Smart guy, knows some stuff. Had to pull him in. He definitely knows more about. World Cup and soccer than uh, I do, but thanks for joining me, Zoo. Now I'm going to transition into the conversation around NYCFC and this new arena that they're building for them up uh, by where you go watch your baseball team play. Oh, I can't wait for that stadium to be built either, bro, because you're going to get some bars around City Field. You're going to get a few. They got to hurry it up. It's going to be fun. It's, it's slated for 2027. For real. Make it ready for 2026 when the World Cup is here. Yeah, I mean, and now they're not going to, they wouldn't get to host anything anyway, but at least you got that excitement have, out of it. Yeah, you'd have the bars in the area. Maybe oh. you could throw some parties, some watch parties. I was very disappointed when I saw the 2027 uh, yeah, opening date. I was like, now, five years? I was like, is that how long? time. I feel like. I feel like I hear about some of these NFL stadiums getting built, and then like two years later, teams are playing in them. I'm like, wait, what? Like, Didn't we just find out the Rams? Three the years stadium? is usually <laughs> it. It's like three years from now we'll we'll have this thing up and running. But yeah, and it's a smaller stadium too. I mean, twenty thousand people. Twenty five thousand seat stadium, seven hundred and eighty million dollars slated to open in twenty twenty seven in Willits Point. Let's go. 23-acre redevelopment project, which will also include 2,500 units of affordable housing, a new public school, a hotel. Like, they're flipping that whole area. Absolutely. It's a great thing for uh, for people from East. Uh, yeah, why not? Eastern, Northeastern Queens like myself, man. This is a, it's an awesome thing, bro. And it's going to do... It's going to do very phenomenal in the area. I can't wait to see how it helps City Field and the Mets in yeah. terms of getting more people to those games. Hopefully you got some bars across the street, got apartments, got a school. You'll I've maybe get some this, more people there. Uh, in Atlanta. Atlanta built their new ballpark and they built apartments right outside of it where that community goes to all the games. Yeah, why, wouldn't you go, why wouldn't you go to the game? If you can hear the game outside your window, you just go. They probably get discounts. You don't have to worry about driving. You can drink and walk home. It's a good little idea to put a new stadium there 
where there's already uh, the U.S. Open. What is it? Arthur Ashe Stadium. Arthur Ashe. All the stadiums. City Field. I mean, so it's like it, it just makes perfect sense. I think they have a real opportunity to make that a destination in New York. Yep, we need one of those too, man. The first time I ever went to Philly and I saw what they had over there with the Xfinity Live and all that stuff, I yeah. was like, what are we doing? But I don't, they don't here. have apartments over there, right? But they have Xfinity nah. Live, which is dope, and all of their teams play right there. Citizens Bank yep. Park, uh, Wells Fargo Center, Lincoln yep. Financial Field. Yes, sir. I'm trying to think where else. In D.C., where the Nationals play, there's apartments right there. There's some other places I've been where – they're like people literally live like right next to the ballpark. I couldn't imagine that. Oh, Wrigley Field. They Facts. redid Wrigley on uh I I was calling it Theo World when I went there in like 2014, <laughs> 15. I'm like, this is crazy. They built the Zachary Hotel. My boy Mike lives right across the street. Ooh. Like he's a he, a a born and raised Cubs fan. Bro, that's a that's see, that's a vibe. That's what I feel like some of these ballparks are missing today or Around some of here. these arenas in general. Well, if you live in the Bronx yeah, and you're a Yankees fan, yeah, you there. can pull right up. I mean, up. Queens isn't too bad for if you're right there. But, I mean, at the same time, like, you look at the Meadowlands. Who, like, nah, the Meadowlands. That's a move. Like, you, you commit a whole day to go into a Jets or Giants game. And for the, the last 10 years, it's been a bad move. They could have done better, man. <laughs> they they could have made it look better. Could have put it somewhere better. It could have been somewhere better. There's highways all around it. You can't walk up to it. They don't want you to walk up to it. Hell no. Yeah. That would be the worst thing. that I, Could you imagine walking to the Meadowlands? No, you can't. I've, <laughs> I've tried. You need, to, you need to be in a vehicle. You can walk over that, like, bridge or if you get off the train and walk, but, like, they don't make it. It's not walking yeah. accessible. I remember I, I, like, stayed at a hotel. I don't know if there's, like, a, a – I forget what the hotel is. But they had signs about, like, do not cross the highway to walk to MetLife. <laughs> like, please do not try to jump the highway. People do it. Of course. Um, I mean, you got to get to the game somehow, bro, right? You yeah, ain't going to sit in that traffic. That traffic is crazy. <laughs> uh, the Uber prices are crazy, too. They're probably just going to walk it. Bro, that's going to be the good thing, man. When they open this stadium up for NYCFC, hopefully it brings some more eyes to the game of soccer. Hopefully it brings, uh, you know, some more people to the Willits Point area, helps build up a little more of what we're doing in uh, Northeast Queens and, you know, just continues to make New York City more of a destination for people. And I think that's what is going to happen. So it's going to be a long uh, long five years or so before we actually get to see it and get to uh, experience the fun that's going to be that area. But when it does happen, it's going to be awesome, man. And I'll tell you again, man. I just can't wait. I'm gonna be so washed. I'm <laughs> five years. I'll be. I'll be approaching forty. I'm not gonna be wow. over there. <laughs> I'll yeah, be, bro, that's, I'll that's be thirty-nine. Like I'm, <laughs> I'll watch from home. I'm hey. at. I'm at the crib. I'm not going all the way out there. No, I'm lying. I'm definitely gonna be yeah. on a train going out. Like we'll hit it for the one time, man. You go. You come out. I gotta go see one it. Time. <laughs> I've, I've been. I've been at the U.S. Open. I've, I've been at a handful of Mets games. Once that stadium is up, I'm definitely gonna go see it. Absolutely, bro. And that, it's going to be a fun place. It's going to be great. World Cup's going to be great, but definitely um, there's a lot of stories around it, so I'm not going to get into all of them. You're not going to get gonna into all of them. I'm going to read up on them. I'm going to read but, up on them because, yeah. uh, we, you know, we had a caller say something about it, and I had it in my notes, but I'm not the biggest soccer guy. That's why I pulled you in. I, I don't pretend. I don't fake. I don't act like I know something I don't. I'm transparent in that. I didn't grow up watching soccer. I still am not that into it. World Cup is always cool. I got respect for the game globally, but this is something I have to read up on. And uh, as I was reading up on it, 
there were some things where I was like, oh, this isn't really the best yeah. stuff to be reading about it. And you started going in on it. So I was like, hey, come in and talk about it on air. Yeah. But uh, the people in the audience, educate yourself as well. I know you guys do that in general, but just, you know, I, I throw that out there as a disclaimer because... This is definitely an event. Watch the U.S. Cheer for whatever country you happen to be from or whatever country you support. But just understand that where this is being played, the things that happened there, have happened there, um, are not okay. And there are certain laws in place there that are not okay either. So just keep that in mind and... Let's have fun, man. Let's get out of the group stage. Let's beat England on Black Friday. That'd that? be nice. I'd love this to be the year that the United States is good at soccer. I'd love this to be the year that uh, Team USA gets it done. Why not, right? The Devils are good now. The Mets are good now. The Jets and Giants are good now. Team USA can <laughs> win the World Cup. Maybe not win the World Cup, but hey. at least advance. Hey, you know what? We'll take the advance, man. Beggars can't be choosers, bro. <laughs> we'll take what we can get in, in this city. And in this country on a soccer level. Facts. Hey, well, we got a couple calls talking about the World Cup. We'll get to those. Uh, Dave, Jake, Chris, Matt, stay on the line. We got some people that want to talk. Daniel Jones and the Giants, the Jets, and the Jets run game defense, and even someone that wants to ask me about them Cowboys. But we got to take a break, and then when we come back, we'll hit the phones. Keith McPherson on the fan. Be right back. The Gorillas. The Gorillas are from London, United Kingdom. I'm actually going to London Thanksgiving break. And uh, I was just talking to Zoo about that. He's like, you're going to be out there for the United States versus England. I just text my wife like, yo, my wife planned the trip. I don't think she knew that. I'm like, yo, that's going to be crazy. We got to find somewhere to go to watch United States versus England. I Probably keep it low-key. I don't think I even have a USA type of jersey or kit. Uh, but I, I want to be in that energy, right? I want to see what that's like. They go hard for soccer, which is football to them. Like, we go hard for football. Zoo was trying to compare, uh, like, SEC football fans. And I'm like, nah, they can't match the soccer hooligans. Like, they go crazy for football, not our football. And... uh you know, Zoo played football growing up. I played football growing up. But I'm like, I think I came up in a time where, like, we just looked down on soccer players. Guys called them foot fairies. And, I mean, I had some friends that played soccer. I rooted them all. I remember going to their, you know, different uh, championships and semifinals and wanting to see them win. But, like, as a football player, we looked at soccer players like they weren't as tough as us. Like, that wasn't a tough sport. Us playing with helmets and shoulder pads, we were – bigger and badder and I don't know it's a culture thing and uh, I think the way that the culture changes is one for the United States to get better and compete globally I just was saying to zoo that too everyone's going to be wearing their United States flags and rallying around the team if they advance and they do well if they don't then people aren't going to care as much but it's the World Cup people do care there is a lot of attention on this and there's some negative attention surrounding the host city so if you're on the line and you want to talk about that and fifa and the world cup we will but there are some other people ahead of you that want to talk american football and i'd like to go to them first so stay on hold we'll get to you but uh we're going to talk nfl for the next three calls let's go to dave in belleville first up on the fan what's up dave what's up keith how you doing pretty good pretty good holding it down 
Yeah, let's let's start out by uh, seeing if we're on the same page with Sunday's game. How upset was were you at the end of that game? It, it's frustrating. Uh, as a, a guy that has watched the Cowboys his entire life, and uh, you know, I feel like I'm just, <laughs> I feel like I'm stuck with this team. And they, you know, they're nine and one against the Packers. I saw it coming. I even put out on my That's- Twitter. I'm like, hey, don't believe the hype. ESPN yeah. is hyping Dallas. Put everything on the Packers, and of, of course I didn't. I bet I bet Dallas, and they were up twenty eight fourteen. That's a game you're supposed to win. They abandoned the run. They gave uh, Aaron Rodgers a little bit of a window. And what do you expect to happen? Like they're at home. When is the, when is the last time they beat them? I I've been watching them for forty five years. I I can't remember the one. I can't remember the one. I know I saw a stat that that they're nine and one in their last ten games against. Green Bay, and I'm like, I don't even remember the one that they beat Green Bay. I don't okay, know what, what so, year that was. Now, uh, did I hear correctly that they were the number two defense in the NFL? The, the Cowboys? Cowboys? Yeah. 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 Now, the Cowboys were not giving up multiple touchdowns for the start of this season. The Dallas Cowboys were holding all teams to one touchdown. They were. Well, Tampa ran all over them. Seems like they had a nice run there. Yeah, week week one though, I don't really hold against any team because to me yeah. week one is is preseason. But the Cowboys were holding all their opponents to under twenty points until they ran into Justin Fields and the Bears. They gave up twenty nine, and then they gave up thirty one to the Packers. So they're trending in the wrong direction now. I think in the fourth quarter they might have spent some time at Camp Lejeune. <laughs> yeah, they were definitely drinking the water. On, they had bottled water from Camp Lejeune on the sideline. <laughs> how much do you uh, accrue this loss to coaching? I mean, I, I, you know how I feel about McCarthy. I, I, I think he's one of the worst coaches. In the yeah, league. I don't think he's the guy. He, he, he's a fraud to me. And I know that they've played better. But look at the talent they have. Like they should exactly. be. They should be playing better. They have they have a stacked offense and defense. Uh, at the end of the game, he decides to go for it instead of kicking the ball. That that is exactly a Mike McCarthy mistake. We've seen we've yeah we've seen him we've seen him mismanage the clock. We've seen him make stupid decisions on fourth down. It's more of the same. And that's him going home. That's him going back to the team that he was with and won a uh, Super Bowl with, and he loses to them. So, Wouldn't you like to see him do with uh, what the giant coach did and get in the players' faces? You never he doesn't have that in him. That. I just, I don't know. He's, he's a big teddy bear. He's a figurehead. I don't, I don't even think he's that great of a coach. I think he's a fraud. I remember seeing and I that. Think um, is a fraud too. I mean, yeah, they, don't they even get me started on Kellen Moore. Second and 10, they run the ball up the middle for two yards, and they got third and eight. Uh, you know, like four series during the game has had the same scenario. Run the ball. And, you, you know, have you have Tony Pollard. They were Aaron Aaron Jones was gashing them. They were running the ball. You get late into that game, run the ball and kill the exactly. clock. That's Aaron Rodgers on the other side at home in Green Bay. You have Tony Pollard and even the kid Malik Davis who's been backing up Pollard because Zeke has been out. This has been a blessing in disguise. Ezekiel Elliott isn't good. They should have ran the ball, but they abandoned the run. They got cute. And you know what they do? They keep going back to Dak because they pay Dak so much. They think Dak is this, like, elite quarterback that can make the throws and make things happen, and he always ends up in a situation where he's either throwing a pick or he's missing a target, and he just can't get it all the way done. But when – you knew on third down and overtime when they it was like third and two for Green Bay when they had everybody on the line. I go, we're gonna get burned. I know it. Every time they line up like that on defense, 
They always get burned. Yeah. But there's nobody back. They still have you holes on that defense. You know, Micah Parsons is great and Demarcus Lawrence, but, uh, you know, Trayvon Diggs, they didn't go at Trayvon Diggs, but uh, Anthony Brown and, and the kid Joseph, they're, they're, they're not good corners in this league. Thanks for the call, Dave. I uh, definitely do not want to talk about the Cowboys. I told y'all, do not believe the hype. Keep McPherson on the fan. We got to take a break. Marco's going to hit you with the update. Let's do that right about now. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.